and welcome to today's episode of the Business Meets Fitness podcast with your host, Lauren Tickner. And today I have a very special guest on the podcast. His name may be familiar to you. His name is Ben Kuma. He is very well known in the fitness industry and is the host of Ben Kuma Radio, which is the UK's number one health and fitness podcast. So I'm absolutely delighted to have Ben on the podcast today. And guys, if you are enjoying this episode at any time, please do take a screenshot and share it on either your Instagram story or Twitter and tag at Business Meets Fitness and myself, Lauren Tickner. And it'd be really cool to see your post and to hear your feedback. In this podcast, Ben and I talk about a range of things, primarily fitness-based, but also a little bit of business in there as well. And we touch upon different training styles and the things that Ben has learned regarding training, nutrition, and business from interviewing almost 200 people on his podcast over the past few years. So this episode is full of so much information that I believe is really, really going to help you alongside not only your fitness, but also your business and mindset journeys. So I'm about to get into the podcast now. Please do make sure to share, leave me a review as well. If you're on the iTunes app, you just scroll down, rate me some stars out of five. And anyway, let's get into today's podcast. I hope you like it. Hello, Ben. Welcome to the Business Meets Fitness podcast. How are you today? Awesome. I should have expected that answer, really. (laughs) In kind of a couple of minutes, can you introduce yourself to the listeners of the Business Meets Fitness podcast? Because they may not have any idea who you are. I mean, I'm sure they probably do, but... Yeah, do you want to just introduce yourself, let them know what you, what you do? Sure. Um, who knows? The world's a big place. There's probably bazillions of people that don't know who I am. That's a good thing because there's more people to reach and help. Um, so I got into the fitness industry because I used to be obese when I was 18. Um, my journey to get slim sort of got me into nutrition in a big way because nutrition was a, was a big turning point in my life, uh, sort of discovering the power of that. I then ended up being a personal trainer. Then I specialized in nutrition. In around 2008-ish, I saw sort of the online movement and I decided to take like my coaching business online. So I became a nutrition coach. I then uh, made a lot of mistakes in how I'd set up my business and I Dissolved that business, started up a new business, which was Body Type Nutrition, which is still around today, which does uh, online coaching and nutrition courses for trainers. And then uh, about 18 months ago, we started up Awesome Supplements. And in between all that, I've done a lot of public speaking. I do a bit of consultancy work. I mentor trainers and generally just try and probably do too much, which we'll, we'll probably end up talking about. Um, but yeah, I'm now a guy who's passionate about teaching other people about the power of uh, the body, the mind, um, and their own ability. Yeah, no, that's, that's great to hear. I mean, you were one of the very first people actually that I started following when I was first getting into my own fitness journey. So it's cool to have you on the podcast today. Um, I know that you are helping hundreds and thousands of people. So that's really, really cool. And I just think that your message is something which... It's nice because although you talk about some very in-depth things and stuff, you make it very understandable to the general public. And I think that that's really cool. And so today, I not only want to talk business with you, but I do also want to talk about your own fitness journey because I know that you used to play a lot of rugby. 
Um, and I know that there's probably quite a few people listening today who also play sport and got into fitness through sport and stuff. But maybe with regards to, you know, you were saying you started off as someone who was obese. Well, how did you first kind of, I suppose, find your find yourself in the fitness industry? Having been obese, did you go about it the right way? And what are, I suppose, some of the biggest lessons that you learned when you were getting into your fitness journey? So the the impetus for me to change was I was always uh, an actor as a kid. I was always an artist. And I got to the age of 18 and I was 16 stone. And I just said to myself, look, I can't be successful. I felt I couldn't be successful at the weight that I was. Like, you know, the majority of famous, amazing people are quite often slim, athletic. And I saw that as a gateway to having a more successful career. So I literally left school and I said, right, now it's about me. I'm um, in control of my own destiny almost. So I've been, I've been in boarding school all my life. So you get, you get fed how you're fed. You get told to do what you get told to do because I was at a military school. So once I became in charge of my own um, time and goals, I went for it and I was putting in a lot of effort. I was running like four or five times a week. I was eating healthier food. And it wasn't working. I wasn't really losing any weight. And um, a couple of things happened and I ended up joining uh, a gym. And the guy sat down with me and he said, you know what, I think you can just tweak this, this and this. Buy this book, read that. I bought the book, which is How to Eat, Move and Be Healthy by Paul Check. I read it in the space of a week. And I lost four stone in four months. And I was like, shit, that's really cool. And the, the kind of process of having such a life transformative journey said, right, I'm going to leave the acting behind. I'm going to go into nutrition coaching. So I went into you know personal training, as most people do. And then I think there's just always been an entrepreneurial um, bone in my body. And I wanted to just create and help it help, you know, create solutions and products for people that could help them on their journey, uh, which we've done a lot of. Um, so I think... <laughs> You know, coming back to you asked me, like, what have I learned? What would I help others with? I think I think an amazing thing in fitness is that we're all really good with overcomplicating things. You know, we read so much on the Internet. Like, how much does social media get consumed by everyone every day? The statistics are alarming if you read up on it. But, you know, we're on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like literally every second we've got spare. We're on social media. You go for a poo, you get out your phone and have a look at Facebook. Like, Very accurate. Very accurate. Well, it is. And then oh, a poo yeah. takes five minutes longer. So it's like, <laughs> not even any, saving any time. But anyway, um, I, I just got really simple about it. And I stopped overthinking too much like, oh, I eat carbs at this time and that. And, you know, you just start to say, right, let, let's train effectively. Let's train intelligently. We don't need to train all the time. Let's eat, eat the right foods. Let's, let's have a semblance of balance. Um, don't get me wrong. There was a big uh, food intolerance component for me at the time. Uh, I was reactive uh, to gluten, wheat, dairy, and a few other small things. Um, so actually removing them from my diet gave me a lot more energy. I had a lot less water retention. So that was really important for me as well. So I think what I want to impress on people with a fat loss journey or any journey is us being really objective about what it is we want to achieve, like stand back from the process and say, right, what am I achieving? Okay. I feel like I'm not achieving a lot. Why is that? 
Am I standing in the way of my own success? Am I overcomplicating things? Am I putting too much pressure on myself? Am I maybe not being realistic and trying to go out the weekend, have as much fun as possible, but it's not enough, even though I'm doing everything right during the week? Like we all have our own answers. They're staring us in the face. If we're willing to stand back and be objective and knowledge is usually the easiest thing to fix. Like people can reach out to you and me and other people and say, look, look, I'm overcomplicating this. How do I need to eat? Like, why am I, you know, stumbling here? And that's an easy fix. But the way we operate with our goals and how we overcomplicate things is usually the stumbling block for a lot of people. And I quite often say the one person that will hold you back is yourself by the way that you, you know, you get in the way of your own, your own success and whether it's a, a self-limiting belief or you're overcomplicating it or you're focusing on other people rather than your goals. As soon as we do that, it's very quick and easy to get to where we want to be. Yeah, Ben, and honestly, everything that you just said just then, you can relate it to your fitness, but you can also relate it in your business endeavors or your career goals or whatever. And I think that that is something that's going to be so important for people to take away from this is that often it's you may be looking at the fifth level of something that you need to look at when really it's just the foundation and the very simple principle that you need to just crack that and then move on to the next goal so I think that's something that you obviously done really well in showing people and in doing in your own content and everything that you produce um, but I did just listen to one of your recent podcasts actually and you know it was something that I think a lot of people often maybe don't talk about their struggles enough and I think that the way that you spoke about it was really really nice and it was probably a lot of people were able to relate to you so do you perhaps just want to give the listeners of my podcast a little rundown on what happened to you all of last year um and perhaps the three biggest lessons the business lessons that you learned through that sure um and this is the great thing with social media everyone looks at social media and thinks everything is okay because <laughs> social media tends to be all positive and nice and so essentially, I spent most of 2017 uh, battling uh, going bankrupt. My business was, uh, in terms of cash, in a very tight position, uh, position. We'd made a lot of very bad decisions on where the company was going and what we were spending money on. And it was a very hard time. It put a lot of pressure on me, my staff, my relationships, and just my overall well-being. And, you know, as a business owner, when you're always trying to help educate and inspire, you know, it was something that I didn't share. Like as it was happening, I never shared um, the process. And I got to Christmas in 2017 and I said, right, I feel like I want to talk about it now. I felt now was the time. I'd come out of you know that process. We are kind of in a stable place. And I felt, do you know what? I, can, I myself can stand back and be objective about everything that happened. I didn't want to get caught up in the moment of being emotional or being a little bit in a bad place and not really be able to give a full account of how and why I thought everything happened to my listeners. So, you know, there was a lot of mistakes that I made as a leader and as a business owner in, in my own business. Like, um, I'm not, I'm not just a personal trainer and a coach anymore. I'm running uh, a team of five full time time staff, many contractors, um, we spend around £65,000 a month on staff, software, costing, stock, like loads of stuff. Like we're not really a small business anymore. So when you're spending that amount of money, if you're not making intelligent decisions month on month, it's quite easy to get into a very 
difficult situation very quickly. Um, so, you know, I, I, with, with the, with the social media and with business, it can quite often move very quickly. And what a lot of people don't appreciate is that the more caught up you get in that energy and it's very easy to do it when you're an entrepreneur and you get excited and you're trying out a new idea and you think, yeah, I'll write this and I'll do this and I'll travel to there and I'll speak to that person and I'll do this podcast. You get so caught up in the energy. You don't really sit down and say, let's look at my business. Let's look at the finances. Let's look at the cash. Let's look at the well-being of my staff. Let's look at who I'm hiring and why I'm hiring them. Let's look at actually the people in my business and are they actually performing? Like if I'm paying someone a wage every month, I as the business owner expect a certain amount of, you know, of outcome. And I wasn't doing that enough because I was getting caught up in the excitement of what was happening in my business and, and being sort of the brand that I have created with the podcast and all the public speaking and the events. And, you know, it got to a place where I had to, experience the full repercussions of me not running my business properly um, mm. not looking at the numbers and unfortunately it got to a place where we were in a very dire situation and my accountant said like in six weeks you're done like you, you've got a you've got to sort something out like where are you going to get an extra 15 to 20 grand a month because you're spending 25 percent more money that you're bringing in and your your reserves have run out and it was obviously a difficult time i had to get stuck into the business but I think the biggest piece of advice that you know I'd, I'd give myself again is is you're excited cool but just slow down just think of every angle and before you add something to a business is the thing that you're currently doing perfect is it maximized and the simplest analogy I can use is um, a personal trainer wanting to go into online coaching and this is very, very hot topic in fitness industry right now. Loads of trainers are trying to coach people with their nutrition remotely and stuff like that. And I'm not going to discredit that. But most people make that decision from a place of scarcity. They're like, okay, my PT business isn't doing that well anymore. Like, I'm only earning X amount of money. Well, if I just do online coaching, I can earn some extra and I can do this. But really, that's not the reason you should be doing that. Mm. you haven't come from a place of genuine want to go and do online coaching you said oh this business isn't doing very well i'll do this so what does that say about your personal training business i would say it doesn't mean that you're a good enough personal trainer you're not able to effectively market yourself or maybe you're not getting good enough results or maybe you not can't connect with your clients properly maybe you're training the wrong people maybe you're offering the wrong packages i don't know but what we don't want to do is come from a place of scarcity and what i realized is that I should have been spending more time on the core business that I had and making that incredible and then offering that out to more and more people. But instead I was going over here and creating this and going over here and doing that. And really I got back home at the end of a busy week and I was like, shit, we've done so much. We've really been effective at nothing. And you know, I'm now in a place where I have to be so, so effective with my time because I run three companies and that's a lot of products. And what we don't realize is the more stuff that you have going on, the more potential you have for things to go wrong. <laughs> yeah, so the more trades master of none, that's saying, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you, the more stuff you have to deal with every day, the more problems you potentially have. So yeah. I woke up this morning and we had a website link issue with one of our websites. Mm -hmm. That took me an hour to deal with my team. 
I woke up and we had a stock issue and a flavor issue on one of our products. And then I was trying to do an interview with somewhere else and the technology wouldn't work. So the more that's going on, the more your days are never really your own anymore. Yeah. I'll wake up some days with a to-do list and I'll literally do one thing on that to-do list because all these different things have flied at me yeah. because I'm a business owner and I've created the environment I sit in. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I can relate to that um, quite a lot. Obviously, you're doing uh, different things. I mean, with supplements, I, I can't even imagine how stressful that must become. Um, but I think that, honestly, it's nice to see you sharing the, I suppose, business side of it as well, because a lot of your content is the, I suppose, more nutrition focused and coaching focused. Um, and just general fitness focus so to see kind of the actual business side to it and see that not everything always goes in the idyllic way that people um, often tend to think that people who are on social media's lives goes I think that it just is very I suppose it shows that you're a very humble person which I suppose a lot of people you know if when it's just someone who's a random person online they never really see the reality to it so I think that um, I think that that's really cool that you've shown that. Now I'm, I suppose I'm slightly um, diverting the topic here, but I just thought something that I thought would be quite nice to ask you because you have interviewed, gosh, like hundreds of people. It must be. How do you know off the top of your head how many people you've interviewed over the years? Uh, it'll be about 160. Wow. Okay, that's amazing. Fitness. Yeah. Well, that's that's really cool. So perhaps maybe one nutrition and one fitness and then one more general thing that you've learned from some people some like the most the most awesome things <laughs> that you've learned across the years what what is anything jumping out to you right now so from a fitness and training perspective i think the thing i've learned from a lot of people and and through my own journey is that there's no right way we don't really know like the optimal way to build muscle. Yeah. Like, we're pretty close. We've got a good understanding of it, but we're nowhere near like really understanding it. Um, and, and, you know, things will always evolve. And I think people often get caught up in those details. And, you know, whether you go into the gym one day and you do eight reps as opposed to 12 reps or you're, you know, you're training, changing your training minimally, it's not going to matter as much as people think it is. Yeah. Like a muscle is quite, quite a simple thing it likes stress in some way to be able to adapt so us getting really caught up in these like loading parameters how much we're training don't get me wrong we want to consider that we do want to look at it but so many people get caught up in it and if but then I, look, I thought you had to shock your muscle <laughs> uh it's in constant shock my muscle <laughs> Um, if I was to think of all the people I've interviewed that are probably, let's just say, have 10 years in the game or more, they've all said like, look, I just go in and I lift some weights and one day if I'm feeling strong, I'll lift some heavy stuff. If I'm not feeling as good, I'll lift some lighter stuff. Some days I'll go for a run. And actually, you know, that's a good place to be in. And I get mm -hmm. that some people need to train with very specific programs because they're trying to get very specific outcomes. But over time, what I've learned is people teach themselves to be in a place where they can be fluid with all this information. They can be flexible and elastic. Um, and that's probably my number one training tip from a, from a nutrition tip. I think everyone I've spoke to and luckily everyone said, look, 
Let's be an adult about our nutrition. Eat real food most of the time, but live with balance and have fun. That's kind of it. And just don't do it. Reaches every now and then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't too many. <laughs> and then from like sort of a business, business perspective, and maybe tying this all together is everyone that I've spoke to seems to have gone through their kind of practitioner knowledge acquisition phase. So that's learning nutrition, training, that kind of stuff. Then they've failed lots. Then they've had to look at their mindset and then they've really had to apply business to what they're doing and the logistics of running something professional. And for most people, it's always come back to their mindset. Mindset mm-hmm. seems to have been the, the step for everyone that's tied everything together and has given people the perspective to progress to that place that they can't currently get to. And you know, there's a huge chat, there's a huge amount of chat about mental well-being, emotional well-being in the fitness industry at the moment. And, and that's a good thing because I think it's it's vastly overdue and it's something that I like talking about a lot because yeah. most people stand in their own way of success. Yeah, I really like how you speak about it a lot, especially, um, I mean, something that I've spoken about with a lot of guys that I'm actually close with is that they feel like uh, girls are often more open about mindset and kind of their mental health and thing. I mean, I'm perfectly happy to talk about it. And I see a lot of girls on Instagram and YouTube and everywhere who are openly speaking about it. But I suppose, do you think that for men it can sometimes be a bit harder to speak about their mindset? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a cultural thing. Uh, men are naturally a bit less emotionally attached to themselves almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But... You know, that doesn't, that doesn't make it right or wrong. Like, yeah. if, if we want help, we need to be open to sharing our views and emotions. Like, I, you know, if anyone listens to my podcast, um, they'll, they'll hear me be very open and very raw. And mm-hmm. unless I can get myself to that place, I can't truly change. Definitely. So really, it's a self-limiting process. If you're going to sit there and be closed off to other people and your own emotions, you're going to limit your potential on every level so really you just have to stand back and accept that you've got to be a bit vulnerable to move forward you've got to work through that crap that means you've got to open up and then we can take step forwards then we can improve and build and um, make true progress yeah no I couldn't agree more do you think then vulnerability is the key when it comes to mindset growth and development as a person in not only your fitness life not only your business but just every every single aspect 100 percent, 100 percent. you you've got to be able to stand there and be so objective that you can say right that's a problem that is a current problem and i can be objective enough and honest enough and real with myself to say that is a problem but guess what i'm going to do i'm going to find a solution mm. so you can stand back and truly understand yourself and your character and accept it for all its flaws and strengths and no one's infamable no one's perfect no one's amazing that they don't have flaws. like everyone does everyone's basically got you know we've all got a deck of cards you've been you've been dealt a load of hearts i've been dealt a load of spades someone else has been dealt some diamonds and actually i'm, I'm weak because i don't have many hearts and i can choose to focus and make um, them stronger and almost get more of them 
or I can ignore it and say, okay, I accept that, that I'm not very mm. good at that, or I'm not going to improve as much as I'd like to, but I'm going to focus on my, my, my strengths. Yes. Like if we, if we drew a fitness comparison here, it's like, you know, someone might not have the body that they want. Let's say that we've got a girl and she's a bit natural. She's naturally a bit stockier than other people. Like, and she wants to have that naturally svelte, long, lean frame. Well, the reality is she's, she's probably not going to have that. Her genetic bone structure won't allow that. But imagine what you could do with your body if you accepted it. You could maybe be a strong and powerful athlete and you could start to really enjoy and explore being um, a, a, a power lifter or a strength athlete or, or a female rugby player. Like, who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But until someone accepts what is there, you can't truly take that to its, to its potential. Yeah, you have to work with what you've got yeah. and bring bring out the strength in that. And I think that, honestly, that's something that personally I've had to do for sure in my life. I mean, gosh, I'm, I'm sure you're the same. Um, but it's something that I suppose can be really mentally challenging as well. Like, let's say for me, for example, when I was in school, I used to actually be kind of the larger girl in my group of friends. And that was something that I found really hard to deal with, actually. Obviously, then, I mean, I think that it, it comes down to, yeah, really your self-perception. Because if at that time I'd, I'd said, okay, I can be really good at sport here and I can actually funnel my energy into sport. What I instead did was, well, I was pretty young. So, I mean, you know how it is. You don't really understand it when you're young. But my mindset just focused on the negativity and it just made me feel very inadequate compared to all my friends. And I suppose had I, of, yeah, had I focused on what I could have been, then that would have just made me have lived a much kind of happier, happier childhood, I suppose. And I could have really, you know, um, excelled in certain different aspects. So I think, yeah, I think that is something that honestly um, is really, really fundamental. Now then um, just, quickly bouncing back to something that I actually get asked a lot um, and you briefly touched upon it with when you were talking about training um, but when you're saying that there's no one correct way to do things do you think I don't know if this is how you train but do you train kind of on an RPE basis or do you prefer sticking to a training program I have quite a spontaneous character type so yeah. I'm not very good at sticking to like a rigid program. Like if you yeah. said to me, oh, we're going to, you know, follow a, a six week strength progression and from start to finish of the workout, it was the same throughout the six weeks. Hmm. I get bored of that quite quickly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy and I understand that there needs to be core elements of my training that are, that are static. Yes. Focus on them. But I like a good portion of my training to be, to be random and to be fun. So at the moment, I've, I've realized this and I've realized I also don't want to spend time with my own training plans. Mm -hmm. So I get, my, I get my training done by uh, Andy McKenzie, Iron Mac Fitness, and he um, currently on a six-month program with him. And there's a lot of core fundamentals in the program. There's a lot of body weight. There's a lot of core training. There's a lot of fundamental work. But then there's also a lot of play. So there's like, oh, this week we're going to jump on the assault bike and we're going to do two minutes on, then a two-minute absolute, oh. two-minute on, and then two-minute off. And I love that. Fair enough. <laughs> Each to their end. But, the, you know, that kind of work in training as well makes you really fit. Like, yeah, you, want to, sure. you want to look like a badass and perform like a badass and you better do badass shit in the gym. Like, so true, so true, so true. No, that's fair enough. That's really cool to hear. I think also, I suppose, it... Um, 
as you become more aware and educated on training, you're able to be a bit more chilled out about doing different types of things. I know for sure when I first started, I honestly thought that doing any form of cardio was gonna absolutely damage my gains. So, <laughs> so all I ever touched was the um, the weights. But yeah, I think that I think that um, it's cool to have like a, an educated look on it. And I also personally agree for sure that giving accountability to somebody, like having someone to be accountable to and having someone to deal with my own training just makes me feel a lot more chilled out about training because you don't have to think about it when you're in the gym, you just do that thing and you just get it done. So yeah, I don't know. But um, but just on that, I think there's two different things there though. I think yeah. having someone do your programming and guiding you and taking the ego away from you doing your own training is one thing. I think being accountable um, to someone else is another thing like I don't I am not accountable to anyone oh, I believe I'm a hundred percent accountable to myself okay and I believe until someone can get to that place where they're a hundred percent accountable to themselves mm. or they not truly be in a very comfortable space of being in control of their training and nutrition yeah okay if someone has to have someone else to hold their hand or say by the way don't forget you need to go to the gym today what does that say about the reasons why that person needs or wants to go to the gym or mm. to go for a run or whatever? So um, like me signing up to things, me paying money for things, like it doesn't create any more accountability in me. I'm accountable to myself and my own goals. And if I find I can't stick to something, then it wasn't something I truly wanted to do anyway. So then I need to go back, be objective and honest and say, well, I signed up for that or I said I wanted to do it, but it wasn't really didn't come truly from me. It came from potentially an environmental stimulus or a friend was doing it and it looked cool. It wasn't truly me. So I just wanted to distinguish those two things because I don't yeah. don't personally believe um, that they're one and of the same thing. Yeah, no, I actually think that that is such a good point. It's something that I, I suppose I've never really thought about before. Um, I know for sure that when I was first, I suppose, um, let's take when I was, I don't know my coach was training me for my powerlifting competition I think there's I suppose yeah the distinction between accountability and between learning because I know for sure that having someone who was I guess holding me accountable but also teaching me at the same time really made sure that I was sticking to it in the way that I needed to be while also developing my understanding of why I'm doing what I'm doing I guess that's a better way of looking at it I don't know mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah so I know you were saying actually that you were that you're really a spontaneous guy um with your training so do you look at the way you run your business in the same way where you can be I suppose like nice and adaptive and flexible or are there kind of also fundamental things that you do each day or each week that lead you to progress in the direction that you're desiring to go in yeah, a bit of both. Uh, good, great question. Um, I think everyone needs a certain amount of structure because mm. otherwise things uh, go awry. And as I said last year, you know, I let too much spontaneity in my character run away with me and I didn't yeah. look at the fundamentals. So, Trust you know, me, I feel you, Ben. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so, like, when I get up every day, I do a certain, sort of, certain checklist. I check in on our project management document. I see Hang on, is this your morning routine? 
Uh, it's part. I have a, a couple of sections of my morning routine. Come on, let's hear the let's hear the full morning routine. Uh, so I'll get up in the morning. Um, I'll go and uh, put the kettle on. I'll go and have a cuddle with my dog. Uh, and then while the coffee's brewing, I'll go out and have a quick walk. And I'll just make sure my my head's clear, no phone, no nothing. Just get outside. Um, I live in a beautiful environment as well, so you know it's it's nice and rural. It's quiet. I come back in. I put, uh, you know, finish my coffee and then I go upstairs and then I, I look at my day. I look at what's in front of me. I'm, I look at maybe what's not important, like, right, okay, maybe I need to cancel that today, actually, because this is happening and this is really important for, for, for my business, um, which is easily done in my position because I have to do, you know, things like this, like interviews and cool stuff and don't get me wrong, but sometimes I need to stand back and say, actually, we, need, we really need to do this in our business today. Yeah. Um, so I, I plan things and then I, I reach out to the team and I sort of say hello and update and stuff. And then I turn off my phone and I do what is most important that day for the first couple of hours of the day. It might be some writing or, you know, building some stuff within the business or doing, uh, might be doing my emails. Like I might be going off to London that day and actually I need to just get stuck in and address my emails. So there's a routine that forces me to look at what's important and you know mm -hmm. earlier we talked about health and fitness and learning it's again it's me being objective it's like I walk into my environment and rather than just going into it and getting on with it I stand back and say okay just take a breath is all the energy I'm about to expend in my business today going to be 100% applied in the right way and mm -hmm. I think it's easy to not do that because you know, I think humans are naturally task orientated people. Like we're good at saying, right, need to chop down tree, get axe, chop tree, put in the wood. But, and, but that's how our brains work. We're really good yeah. at it. So to give you an example, when someone's got a big task that they're a little bit worried about doing and they know that they should sit down and just do it, we look for little things to do first. So like take your phone for a poop. Yeah, exactly. You go for a poo and then all, 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 there's a couple of emails and you're like, oh, I'll just do them emails. And then you mm. come back and you're going, oh, actually, I just need to do this. So I'll go and do this. It's because the brain needs a, a, a short term reward because it's not going to get a reward because the task it's about to start. There's maybe no reward today because this, this task might take like a week to do. Mm. The brain's almost scared that it's not going to get some dopamine. It's like, I need to feel that I've done something. It's like a little mini fist pump, right? It's a, it's a moment of success. So um, I think it's really important to stand back and not let your monkey brain engage or, or like the, they call it the crop brain as well, the sort of more um, uh, Neanderthal brain. Mm. The Neanderthal brain just wants to jump into a pattern, do the job, leave, put his axe up and say, I chopped down a good tree today. Whereas mm. actually as a business owner, you've got to say, okay, the tree, that tree doesn't need to be chopped today. That, that big fucking tree needs to be chopped down today. Or I need to go and do this. Um, and and that's, a, that, that's not something I'm going to stand here and say I've nailed. I have to work at it every day because mm. my brain's the same as everyone else's brain. Like, that's how my brain's wired. So I almost have to like punch my brain in the kidneys wind it for a couple of minutes while it's still sort of wheezing stand there and go right okay what am i doing right now we jump in yeah 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 especially when you have, you're doing so many different things as well um you never really know which one to tackle first sometimes there's just a lot of big mammoth tasks and you're like oh gosh which one do i want to go for but yeah just really really making sure that you have a clear vision and that you're 
as you were talking about earlier, just setting out what really is the most important thing to not only you, but also your business. That is going to be the way that you're able to, I always talk about process goals, but if you're really focusing on the things that are going to get you to that outcome, then that's, that's exactly what you need to be doing every single day. So yeah, Ben, I think that honestly, I mean, we've, we've been chatting for a while now. So I think that everything that you've covered has been very insightful. Um, and I suppose that I was good. The question I was going to ask you, I think you've already answered it, but maybe shall we just go for it anyway, just in case you feel like you still think that there is something more to be addressed. But I was just going to say for anyone who's at maybe the beginning of their fitness journey or they're just building a new business, what is the most important thing that you have learned that they can start using today? Don't get caught up in what everyone else is doing. You get focused on what you want to do. Don't worry about um, what I'm doing on Instagram and what your favorite fitness model is doing on Instagram. Like, you know, look at social media to get kind of like direction, guidance, inspiration and knowledge. But ultimately, always come back to what it is that you're trying to do mm. and be objective in, right, this thing that I'm doing this week, this, this plan that I've created or the thing that I'm going to go and buy or what I'm going to learn is it going to serve me? And, and I have to constantly, and, and don't get me wrong, there's so much of what we've spoken about today is um, in that I, I never want to make people feel that I'm this expert that's nailed all of this stuff. I haven't nailed all of this stuff. I'm constantly working at it. I'm constantly working at better time management. I'm constantly working at, can I be a more effective use of my time in the gym? Um, can I eat healthier foods that make me feel incredible every day? I'm constantly working at this stuff, but I'm not working at it from a, a, a place where it gives me anxiety. Like, mm. oh my God, if I, you know, if I don't be more effective or oh, I'm not perfect yet, I'm just constantly going with it. And you almost talked about it with, with, with process goals it's like mm. i'm constantly allowing myself to go through a process where there's tiny little goals all throughout the journey just working towards this kind of big goal that i think is my goal because we we never really know if a goal is truly our goal yeah like, well it never really is let's be honest because you get to the goal and then if you're someone with a growth mentality which i'm sure pretty much anyone who's listening to this podcast is then they reach that goal and they're like, right, let's move on to bigger and better things. But I think that that's just something that's so cool about life because, you know, you get these small little dopamine hits when you hit a goal and then you can, then you, you reach that goal that you never thought you'd be able to reach. And then once you're there, you realize that, okay, I've reached this now. I can do even more. And I think that that is just so cool and that, you know, you can always just be better than you ever thought you'd be able to be. So, yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah. Right. Well, Ben, I think that that is enough for today. I mean, do you want to just tell everyone where they can go find you, go listen to some of your podcasts as well, which I certainly recommend. Yeah. Just, just plug all of your shizzle. Sure. Um, well, thank you very much uh, for the podcast praise. It's appreciated. The two podcasts that you reference, uh, the hardest year of my life, they, both of them trended at the worldwide spot for two weeks. So Amazing. that was pretty cool. I'm pretty proud of that. And I've had so many incredible messages of people saying, you know, thank you for being honest and thank you for sharing all of that stuff. So if anyone's listening to this, like, thank you. I'm, I'm pretty easy to find on the internet, Ben Coomba, type it into iTunes, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, 
Google, LinkedIn, like wherever you want to follow stuff, find stuff. Professional now. Yeah, I, I don't use LinkedIn, like, <laughs> but I'm on there. <laughs> Literally, so yeah. Um, yeah, come find me. The podcast is Vancouver Radio. Uh, it's the number one health and fitness podcast in the UK. Um, look, yeah, come and have a listen. See what you like to see. There's plenty of free info kicking about. Yeah, no, everyone go do it now. Thank you very much for coming on, Ben. It has been an absolute pleasure. And um, yeah, well, I hope to chat to you again soon. Thank you. Goodbye. So thank you to everybody for listening to today's episode of the Business Meets Fitness podcast. I really, really do hope you did enjoy it. And please, please, if you did, make sure that you share it somewhere. Even if you just tell a friend about the podcast, that would be just as helpful and I really hope that you have enjoyed this. If you have any tips for me or any other kind of uh, topics that you would like to see me talk about on the Business Meets Fitness podcast then yeah please do let me know. Next week you're going to be hearing a podcast uh, interview with a woman who is a gut health doctor so I know a lot of people ask me often about gut health because I do have some massive issues with gut health myself and in a week from now I am actually going to be going for a gastroscopy at the hospital so I'll be keeping you updated with that but we're going to be talking some in-depth gut health stuff and it's going to be really helpful for everybody because I think pretty much everyone seems to have some sort of gut health concern whether it's mild or severe I do believe this podcast that I am going to be posting next week is going to help you. And then, of course, on Wednesdays or Thursdays, depending on my schedule, I do the YouTube Live Tickness Tips episode of the Business Meets Fitness podcast. So it's a YouTube Live, but then I also post it on the podcast app. So I'd also be super, super keen to hear whether you prefer listening on YouTube or on the podcast app and I'd also love to know which podcast app you use because I know that a lot of people use iTunes but there's also Stitcher if you're on Android or you can just go to www.businessmeetsfitness.co.uk to listen there. So that's going to be it for today everybody. Remember you sharing really really helps me because let's get this podcast up in the charts. I know we can do it. 2018 is going to be our year So let's do it guys and I hope you all have a lovely day and remember to smile.